The Red Room Theater, Episode 56, Parenthood. I was born to make you happy. Think you're just my style. Everywhere I go, tell everyone I know, baby, I love to see you smile. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are hosts Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. Did that movie raise us right, raise us wrong? Today we talk about the movie Parenthood and how it taught us. It taught us that kids are cruel. And it taught us that family is family. Little bastards. No matter what. Now... Yo, 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 yo. When was the last time you watched this movie, Tony? I cannot even tell you. Now, it's there, been, I've seen bits and pieces. Okay. Are there any scenes you remember before you even turn the movie back on? The vibrator scene. I remember that. Because <laughs> Steve Martin was laughing so hard, dude. It was so funny. As a kid, I had As no kid, idea. Like, what the hell is that? No idea what Is that really an ear cleaner? <laughs> it's electronic ear cleaner, dude. It's pretty big. Yes, it was. <laughs> dude, My so... grandma, dude. The grandma was kind of awesome. How about her dropping that knowledge, dude? Dude. Crazy, and the wife's like, "I like roller coasters." I think your grandma's brilliant, dude. He, dude, he, yeah. man, those are some real fights they get. If in. she's so smart, why is she sitting in the neighbor's car? <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw this movie after thirty years, dude, or twenty years. I'm telling you, I watched this movie. It got me. All these movies watching as an adult are different experiences. It's crazy. I had memories. I remembered Cowboy Gill. Remember Cowboy Gill? Yeah, I, rem- I remember the um. The bathroom rugs on his legs. <laughs> so funny, dude. Because Grandma had those bathroom rugs. Mm-hmm. Those exact ones, dude. Um, so funny. So this movie was released August 2nd, 1989. Insanity. Almost 30 years, okay? But high Rotten Tomato score, I actually don't know what it is. Movie directed by Ron. What'd you say? I, I, didn't, I don't know the Rotten Tomato score. I forgot to, <laughs> forgot to look it up. But, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't get Rotten Tomatoes out of any of that. <laughs> the hell you I just about? ran past it. This movie directed <laughs> by Ron Howard. Now, Ron Howard, you got a script, dude? Okay, Ron Howard. Yeah, well, we ain't got into it yet, fool. Okay, Ron Howard. He has his two Russell Crowe movies. Cinderella Man, Beautiful Mind, both incredible. See? Oh, see. I'm like, see what? You mean yes in Spanish. Yeah, fool. I just watched Coco, <laughs> dude. Come on. Ransom, Apollo 13, mm. Far and Away, Backdraft, Willow, Gung Ho. He's got splash with him. He helped uh, Hanks start his career. That's Hanks and Candy. And you know where Ron Howard started his career at, right? Happy days, fool. Happy it's Opie. Da- <laughs> Opie making movies. Making- Man, Opie be pissing on you. Oh, now he pissing on me, huh? <laughs> now they can't jump, dude. I know. And, dude, he actually made five movies with Tom Hanks. He did Splash, Apollo 13. And your favorites? And my least favorite films, the three... Um, da Vinci Codes. Da Vinci Codes. Man, they got worse and worse and worse. In part two, when Ewan McGregor plays the Pope, and he literally flies the chopper out of Vatican Square to save the crowd, and it blows up, and he jumps out of the chopper, and it blows up behind him. You see in the parachute? 
In his robe? In the Pope robes. Oh, He's my parachuting goodness. with the top of the behind him. I was like, this movie is off the rails completely. It's completely bad. Jeez. Too bad. I love his daughter. Dallas? She's in this movie. This oh. is the first movie his daughter's ever in. Who is she? She is an extra. Remember the end scene when they're watching the play and it's going pandemonium? Yeah. She's in that scene. Really? On the, on the stage? In the no, she's in the crowd. When it, there's a shot of the crowd. There's a little girl like kind of freaking out. It's a little redheaded girl. It's completely his daughter, dude. That's crazy. Watch it again. You find the frame, dude. But Howard said he wrote this movie. This movie was inspired by an episode uh, in his life. They were uh, traveling to film Gung Ho. Him, uh, Dallas, his daughter, his wife, and they had two seven-month-old twins on a, phone on a flight to Argentina. So it's a big, long... Oh, my goodness. And the wife had the twins, and he had Dallas, you know, by him. She was, like, six years old. And so they flew, and Dallas wanted to try some sushi for the first time. As they, as they flew up, she wanted sushi. She tried it, got sick, threw up all over on Howard. Uh, he had no change of clothes. Do you feel like you have to throw up? Okay. <laughs> Dude, that was so... You're just going to stand there waiting for her head to spin around. <laughs> that was funny, dude. Dude, when the kids soup on me growing up when their kids were younger, uh, I literally would just stand there. I didn't... I, I literally would look around like... Dude, mom said I threw up in her mouth when I was a baby, dude. <laughs> but, uh... So, he, so he's got puked. The kids are crying. Dallas doesn't feel good. It was this 10-hour flight from hell. And he gets to where he's going. He's waiting for the bags, trying to find their bags. He's like, he's 35, just sweating, Ugh. just trying to get the bags. The kids are crying. He's like, he's stressed out. And then he said, then he started laughing. He started laughing about how chaotic life was, but how great it was. Dang. And that was the, he got the picture of that final scene. Yeah. And like the whole movie. Where it's just like, F it. it you got to embrace it's it. life, You got it. Yeah. This is family. Is this chaotic? You got to embrace it. This movie, Parenthood, okay, it's nominated for two Academy Awards, loses both. It's nominated for Best Original pick, um, best original Song by Randy Newman. I Love to See You Smile. That was written just for this? For this movie. Isn't that the dude from Toy Story? Yes. Whoa. I'm like, what could have beat him? Because that song was on the radio. That song a- was amazing a- song. Great song. I thought um, that was an old song, but no, this is an old movie. It's, it, this song was written for this movie. He got beat. I mean, poor, poor Poor mug, dude. He put his song out. Uh, it went up against Little Mermaid under the sea. I mean, I, I can't even front. <laughs> I mean, That's a badass jam, dude, dude. He got himself beat up, dude. That shit made me wish I was a crab, dude. <laughs> 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 that movie is amazing, dude. Dude, that song was the jam. Little Mermaid was the jam, dude. Dude, that movie's amazing. Randy Newman was like, aw. <laughs> I remember back in the day when I was a little kid and Ariel got her legs on the beach. I was like, dang, girl, you worked them legs, dude. Oh. Dude, that movie made me. That movie a, made me fall in love with redheads, boy. Oh, I can't, I can't even go there. Okay, so love them redheads, man. Then you have nominated for best supporting actress Diane West, the short-haired single mother, nominated for Academy Award. She was amazing. She in was this. great. She and was, she was amazing in The Lost Boys. Yes, she was. And she was great in Cops and Robbersons. Tony, the knowledge you're dropping right now <laughs> is unbelievable. I was strangely, very weirdly, I shouldn't even say this, like very <laughs> oddly attracted to her in Captain Robertson's. But she was older in that movie. Yeah, but remember that scene when the undercover cop, they don't know that they're living, staying in that house, and they enter the shower together, and she thinks it's Chevy Chase. <laughs> 
and they touch butts, and she like slaps them on the butt. That's so funny, dude. Dude, that's awesome, dude. That movie was actually hilarious. Is that Jack Palance? Jack, is, I mean, is, who is Jack Palance? Yeah. The old white guy was in that movie. It was Palance. Curly. I thought it was Kirk Douglas, but it's it's, it's Palance. Oh man. Okay, so Palance is great. And she lost. I feel bad for her. She lost to a lady named uh, Brenda Fricker from My Left Foot, a Daniel Day Lewis movie. So I mean, Day Lewis is always a My dark. Left Nut. Ain't nobody ever heard of that movie. It's a dude. It's a guy who who's paralyzed everything but his left foot, and so he learns to play piano with his left foot and like paint with his left foot. It's a famous movie. Daniel Day Lewis, dude. It's Daniel Day Lewis. Does he play the foot? <laughs> he plays the guy with only a left foot. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather watch Tom Hanks, the man with one red shoe or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. Um, so, the plot of this. That poor is, girl. She was amazing in this movie, she dude. She was great. She was so, like, dude, when she's, when she's beating Keanu with the newspaper, and she's like, what did he say? I, his wife, you dumbass! She's like, start slapping her with the. <laughs> Now, this movie was so big. This movie's real life, dude. It was dude. a huge hit for Ron Howard. This movie made $100 million in its run. Because it was in the theaters for so long. Just people come and go and see it. Well, okay, it came out in August, okay. So. okay August, so it, was, it, was, it went right. You know, it just had a good fall run. The plot is simple. It's simply a, a family navigating, raising their kids. So you have three generations. You have the grandfather. You have the next generation of his. He has four kids. You, well, you even got the great... The, the grandma, You're right. Steve the, Martin's grandma. You're the grandma, the grand, great grandma, the grandfather, the parents, and the kids. Yep. And it's really about that third generation. That's kind of the most of the stories about the third generation. Dude, Steve Martin's dad is so mean. To Steve his Martin. Mom, dude. You have, uh, you have Larry played by Tom Hulse. The guy who was um, Beethoven or whatever. Yes. You have um, Diane West playing the um, single mom, and you have his other sister married Rick Moranis. So you have four kids. Or four, the four siblings, ma- siblings, and they're married and have their own kids now. Um, Steakin, this movie was so big it spawned two TV series. I love how they're talking about how messed up the kids are, and Steve Martin goes, "Okay, now if it was my sister's kids, then we'd be talking." And then it goes, and that's a segue to go see her life, dude, and it's like a mess, dude. Um, Steakin, the first Parenthood from the '90s, that that TV show, starred Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? Only that's one season though. Then they put a new, new one killed out right now. There's the one with Coach. I think so. Trent yeah. Yeah. I know Dak Shepard's in it too. But uh, this movie was so big. I heard it's great. It literally has spawned two TV shows out of itself. That's how big this film was. And I watched this movie as a kid. I get a lot of the jokes, but there are things I remembered and never forgot. Now let's go through this movie. Okay. You have Steve Martin as Gil. Now, well, you have the four siblings. Out of the four siblings, who's your least favorite? Um, well, it's there's only one. It's Larry. Larry, I want to beat his ass. So, you there's a big old dinner at Dad or is it who's that house? Is it Dad's house? They're at. It's short hair girl's house. Okay, Diane's house. Yeah. So, or uh, and so they're at her house and stinking. They're all there. All their kids are running around. They don't even know. And Larry comes in, and you see the siblings react. The siblings come together in this one instant. They they come together because they all because he's the favorite. He's not only the favorite, he's been babied and pampered and enabled his whole life. And robbing the old man. Just taking him. And the thing is, the old man does it, always defends him. Dude, first of all, my wife hated him. Because he, the father, Frank, he's a terrible oh, to his wife. Dude, I just said that and you talk right over it. I'm sorry. 
He's so bad, I steal some of his lines in life. What are you talking about? Anytime somebody says something super <laughs> obvious right. to me, I go, I'll call the newspaper. Yes. <laughs> that was some funny shit, dude. Which place is that? I Who's done with lunch? I'll call the newspaper. <laughs> his poor wife. He's She's so, such a sweet. And he's so mean to her. And like when she tries to put her foot down, he ain't having it. He's no. like, dude, what a dick. And the thing is, you're right. The reason Frank, the reason the, the old dad loves Larry so much, because they're the same person. Dude, when it starts out, it's, Opening it's scenes Gil brutal. at a baseball game. He goes every year for his birthday, and his dad pays an ump. They're, they're, they're late, number one. And the dad pays an ump to watch him while he goes and bets on games. Pays an usher. Yep. Pays an usher. Usher is my bad usher. And dude, that, the scene's funny, though, because the kid's talking. He's like, oh, it's hilarious. Uh, he's like, who's that? It's my wife. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like. Well, you're eight year old. He goes, I'm a whatever he is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, so Larry, his character arc is the saddest because he doesn't ever learn. In with the mob, dude. Take tries to steal his steal sell his dad's pride and joy. What a car. piece of trash, dude. When the dad opens the garage and the car's gone, saddest thing I've ever seen. And he just closes it back, and dude, like. Larry lost it all on gambling, just gambling. And what does he say? He goes, I don't want to be like Gil. He's like, I'm not. I'm better than that. I'm better I'm than that Gil. Oh, dude. It's like, you wish you were Gil, bitch. <laughs> but he's going to be working man. He, he tells his dad, like, come on, what did you always tell me? You see, take it all. Make your mark. You misunderstood. Oh. Oh, I, I hate how he tries to make it pump his dad up with bullshit. See, you know. You know, it's like, oh, you dog. The dad loves hearing it. Loves hearing it, dude. Brags on his son, and his son's a loser, and comes home with a kid. That poor little with kid. With a multiracial kid, man. It's crazy. Named Cool. <laughs> and then Rick Maris goes, did he say cool? And thinking, Steve Martin goes, he said ghoul. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. So Larry, this, 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 the movie, well, first of all, Frank. That whole spiel he gives... Frank grows as a character. The dad yeah. grows as a man. Like, you hate him, but you see, he's not perfect, but he takes a step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like a family. They never get perfect. And then he, try, he takes half a step too much, and he has to rein it back. <laughs> it's like, dang. No. So, dude, at the end, when Larry needs money, or he's going to die. Like, he doesn't know what to do, because he needs so much money, it's going to hurt him. It's going to, is it going to, like, 30 grand or something like that? 26 thou. In 1989 money? How about money? when he says, do you have it? I got it. But it's gonna hurt. I wanted to retire next year, and I'm gonna have to push that back for a long time. It's gonna it's gonna hurt his life, dude. But he loves his son. But what's awesome is he doesn't just enable his boy this time. This time he's like, you know what? I'm gonna help my son. He says, I'm gonna help him yep. help himself. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of incredible. It's amazing. And then the son goes back to being a piece of shit. But there's a moment though when the son goes when he when he says okay and he does the fist thing and he's just like yeah he like. The dad so is so excited, happy. dude. Oh, I can't even talk about this shit. The dad, and then the, then the son, Larry, just goes, but let me, let me add one thing to this deal. And you realize, and he ain't never going to go. And he just leaves his son there with, with the grandfather. And the grandfather. I love how he says, don't worry about him. He says, like, get, get your shit and get out of here. Get out of here. I know you're, you're never coming back. He's, he's not going to pay the money. He's going to run so he doesn't get killed yeah. for the gangsters. But the dad's going to take care of it. Dude, and remember Cool comes and goes, my dad's packing up. He goes, yeah. He's like, I texted you about that scene. Dude. And he goes, is he ever coming back? No. And there's a quiet. He goes, you want to live here with me? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like good. 
It's you. That <laughs> me up. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lie. That was like three quarters of the maid scene. Yes, it was. That was like, because the dad ain't worth the shit, and he's kind of like, you know, and he, and he like, he starts trying to be. Yes. And then he sees cool, and he's like, you know what? I got a clean slate right here. And he knows that kid ain't got shit, and neither does he. And he's like, you know what? And some dads, honestly, are terrible men for so long. They try to redeem with their grandkids. A lot of them do. Yeah. They try to be a good grand grandparent because they were a crappy parent. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we just. Oh, oh, How many guys just popped up in our head? <laughs> <laughs> we both gave each other. The, Who the f you telling? <laughs> <laughs> There's some truck or some driver like. <laughs> <laughs> Love those grandbabies. The damn re-drum podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I tell these guys, dude. We, I, uh, I left up thinking. I left a review of, of a guy I listened to. Um, a podcast called the Audacity Podcast, and it's just about learning how to podcast better. I left out a cool like review. He read my review on on air. Read on air. Tell everyone to go listen. Go go. If you like movies, go listen. Check that out. But he he. I don't. He never must never seen Shining, and the guy was like. Go check him out at the the Redrum Pod, uh, Redrum Theater. Um, he goes. He thought he was a music bond crash. He said he said Redrum like four times. It's Red Rum. It's not hard. It's not stinking hard. Red Rum. <laughs> dude, it's not the O'Neaters. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> the Redrum Podcast, dude. Um, then you have to do a drum solo. <laughs> okay. Then you have Rick Moranis, his character arc. He is an asshole. He is, dude. Excuse me, he wants, he wants his kid to be the, the smartest, and he, oh, he, he is? I, I didn't know this was possible, Tony, but it is. You can be a good dad and a terrible husband. I had a, one of my mentors told me that. Ernesto, you pray for me. I, I'm, been, I'm a real good dad right now. I'm a terrible husband. I'm like, what are you talking about? In my mind, if you're a good dad, you're a good husband. Yeah. But it's not true. There's times I'm killing it being a dad, and I haven't talked to my wife in stinking weeks, dude. Cause it just you just, dude. Give all that time. Get into this is us. I can't. I. I it'll wreck my life, it dude. It will. It will tear you up. How many couples do we know? Kids go to college, they get divorced. Cause the kids holding together, cause they have no yeah. relationship with themselves. But Rick Man, it's gonna be that guy, dude. She. That's what happened on War of the Roses, dude. She <laughs> loves her husband. She loves Rick Moranis. Wants to go to Mexico with them. Wants to just be with them. Just and, and Rick Moranis such a dick. He doesn't want to leave him with Gil. Because he, he judges everybody. Fun. He judges everybody. He wants his daughter. He's an only child, too. He wants an only child because they're the smartest. And he's like, you know, he wants to go to Mexico. That's oh. a perfect time to start on the Spanish. Like, you dick. Dude. I mean, it's, she has to make those little cards in order to tell him she's leaving him. Dude, she leaves him, and it's... Is it me or is she 80? Sexy, man. <laughs> she's a good half foot taller than this dumbass. She is taller than Rick Moranis. She's got to wear flats because he's so short. Dude, but the end, he goes after her. He does. Hey, dude, it's so funny because he's when she's trying to tell her sister and her sister-in-law, he was passionate. He was turning me on. He was like, he was the man. And the sister They're like, what the hell? <laughs> They're like, really? <laughs> Cochina. <laughs> Sneaking. But you know what's crazy? That scene at the end when he comes to her classroom and starts singing to her. So he's singing their wedding song. It, she's but, like, I'm going to get fired. Like, what the hell are you doing? Listen, I've, I don't think I've had a moment that G my whole life. Well, I'd never do that shit. Because number one, <laughs> I step into school, I'm getting arrested. You, you can't do nothing like that no, nowadays. Nowadays, woo! Um, so that's Rick Moranis. He's, he's all about 
success. Judges, judges every other kid, gets his own kid, and he almost protect, he tries to insulate her from other children because he's afraid they're going to have a bad example on her. And you know, that happens a lot nowadays with kids. I know. They're, they call it helicopter parenting. You're always right there watching, not letting them do anything. Then you got Steve, Steve Martin's character, Gil. And him and his wife have, what, three kids? Yep. Three kids. Because there's, there, there's, they're going to have a fourth. They're going to have a fourth. And one of their kids, and it's the saddest, it, it, one of their kids, the oldest son, has nerve, like nerves. Dude, how, anxiety. Funny, how funny is it when, oh yeah, it's anxiety, bad anxiety. How funny is it when they start pointing the blame at each other in the meeting? <laughs> they she go, smoked grass! <laughs> they go to the parent-teacher conferences together, and they're like, you, he's, he's having a hard time learning. And they start... They turn on each other so fast, It's dude. unbelievable, dude, in front of the second principal and the counselor. You know what's hilarious? I was at Woodstock, for God's sakes! She does that shit, he goes, I was at Woodstock. Yeah, I thought you looked familiar! That <laughs> was so funny, dude. Dude, but... Their marriage, like, first of all... I actually love her, dude. The single mom? The short-haired girl, yeah. yeah she's her. Awesome. Let's go to Gil and his wife, though. Okay. They love one another. The opening scene is them at the baseball game. And they're classic, middle-class... first time we ever heard the diarrhea song. <laughs> yes, it was! But they're classic, middle-class family. They buy their kids everything, want to give their kids the dream life. They bought those kids so much crap at that baseball game. But you know what? Parents do that. They go to Disney. They go to the baseball game. Buy the kid every souvenir, every collectible, and just just want to give him. Every, they want to show love in every way. Want to protect him from all. And Steve Martin, though, he wants to be a good dad. He does. He wants to be a good dad, and he's always worried about failing his kids. He's always worried about you know, messing up, not being enough for his kids. And dude, oh man. I'm still tripping out that that's a Randy Newman original. It's a Randy Newman original, dude. He's badass. He's legit. But. At the end of the movie, there's a fight with Gil and his wife. And that fight is straight up real. Brutal, dude. That's a real marriage fight. Dude, he dropped some bombs. He said something so he can't get back. I know. Because he says or what? He goes, that's different men and women. Women have choices. Men have responsibilities. I was like, oh, shoot, dude. And dude, my wife. like, you know what? Why don't you have the baby for nine months? You breastfeed till your nipples hurt. You then he goes, okay, back to reality. <laughs> he's like, dad, dude, but he he's kind of unfair to her. He's way unfair to her. She's pregnant. And instead of being happy for her, he just blows the, her. the best. She's like, you want me to have an abortion, don't you? That's a decision that every woman has to make on her own. What are you running for Congress? <laughs> <laughs> You're my husband. Let's talk about and this. Then he goes. Whatever you want to do. I want to have it. Well, great! That's <laughs> dude. so funny, dude. Listen, I've heard stories of husbands <laughs> blowing their wives up when they found they're pregnant. That's not... The response to your wife saying you're pregnant is supposed to be joy and togetherness. Not, you're like, mad at her for being pregnant. You don't want to be like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> dude, but, uh... But, I told you to get the morning after pill, you bitch. Uh -huh. Dude, what does he say when he's leaving? She's like, he's like, he's like, uh, I don't know Coach of Little League tonight. It's like, are you, do you have do to? Do you have to? My whole life is have to. <laughs> You're like, and he walks out. That's brutal. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, you said I didn't have to play if I didn't want to. If I got to go, you got to go. <laughs> Dude, and you see him as, as, a, as, a, as a dad. You see him trying to give his son experiences, but his son is so soft. He's so anxious that he is kind of fragile. Like, remember the, the, the flashbacks, dude? The one where his son is a hero, and he's 
Valedictorian and all that. I just want to thank the greatest man I ever knew, my dad. T-Bar stands up crying. He's like, waving, and everyone's clapping for him, dude. And then the next one, he's the shooter, dude. Why did you make me play second base? And he shoots the, the bullhorn. He's like, great shot, son. You know, you got to be supportive. <laughs> but Gil does grow as a character because he's always trying to control. Yeah. Only, what does the wife said? You think... A birthday party and a baseball game is going to make his problems go away? He's like, that kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, the best. Because men are that simple. Men are that what? small. Oh, we, we oh think, my goodness. Think, I'll do a birthday party and it'll, it'll all be okay. It'll be, he'll be the hero today, so he's going to be a bigger person tomorrow. But I didn't realize at the end that dude called him crying, begging him to come back to work. Yes. Because that dude, all that shit that guy was talking, when he lost all those customers and all that work Steve Martin does for him, that dude was like, I can't make it without you. Like, right. holy shit. Corner office and the Rays and all. That was awesome, that dude. That was awesome. Because um, he just got done telling his dad, my career's in the shitter. And I'm, he goes, he's like, you worry too much. You always have. Dude. Um, and, and I'm not Gil. What an ass. Dude, Larry is a punk, dude. Dude. We all know a Larry. We, heck yes, dude. The stinking loser enabled. And it's your fault. Eating off his fault. Blaming his dad. Yep. Blaming his dad for his gambling. What did you always tell me? Make your mark. You misunderstood me. He's like, you dumbass. Dude. Because um, he's second guessing himself. Yes. Damn, that's sad. Dude, I know dads, they're grown children all the time tell their dads. It's your fault I'm going to jail. It's your fault I'm in debt. I'm like, how long are you going to blame your sticking dad? You're 35. You can't blame your dad when you're 35. Damn. But uh, stinking Gil at the end, though, finally lets go and embraces the chaos. That last scene when his it's son amazing. jumps up on stage and starts rapping with his head is incredible. Well, because they, they, he thought they were being mean to his sister. And it he's was, like, fuck this. And he, he just goes up there and starts destroying everything, dude. It's, it's, and then the sister puts the beard on him and stuff, dude. That, that's kind of sweet. It's kind of awesome. Because that little shit is so crazy. Remember he gets his head cut in the lawn chair? <laughs> help, please. Help, please. <laughs> then you have... Your favorite character is that single mom. She's amazing, dude. Dude, and one of the cast, a lot of the cast, so with her, in her story. She's got a whole movie in just her saga. It's crazy because her son's played by Lee Phoenix. It says, but Lee Phoenix is actually. Joaquin Phoenix. He called himself Leaf because he wanted to be like his big brother, River, River Phoenix. Yeah. You know what's crazy, dude? Do you know Joaquin Phoenix was there when his brother died at the Viper Room? Really? The Viper Room's owned by, first of all, owned by Johnny Depp. And they're there partying. Seeking Joaquin. How young were they? Joaquin was 19. It was his birthday. He called him, he called him on one because his brother was dying. And the, the, the phone call he called, you can find it on Google right now. The phone call that Joaquin called the police because his brother was unresponsive. That 911 call, they played all over radio shows all over America the next week. That poor kid, 19, had to bury his what? brother. And his voice was all over calling because he was... Dude, that's crazy. River died on him, dude. But Joaquin is a great actor, and he was a great actor in this movie. He plays her he son. is a weirdo, but some of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Don't watch The Master because you think it's going to be a badass movie. Watch it because it's two of the best actors you've ever seen together. There's a scene in that film with, with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, that's great too. That's insane. The scene where he says you can't blink. Oh, don't blink. My that scene, goodness, I dude. was watching. I'm like, how? How? Where, where do men find this? Where? 
There, that's two masters working right there. Unbelievable, dude. That jail cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, that dude. Joaquin played a psycho in that movie. Dude, that movie's. It's very. I'll never watch it again. But never. It was, it, there's memories from that that I'm just like, wow. That that's how you act, dude. That's what acting is, right there. Jeez, that's that blink scene. I forgot about that. Oh, oh my, my gosh, dude. Um. Stinking. So Joaquin plays her son, and he's a mess because he has no dad around. Because his dad's got a whole new family and he totally forgot him and his sister. Dude, you hear stories about this where literally a man will go find a new family, and because he's ashamed of his old family, just kind of like, you know what, I failed there, and just ignore it. Just He says the dad's a dentist. He won't even. Clean the teeth because he, he, he feels too uncomfortable. That's terrible. What an asshole. And, dude... Joaquin thinks his mom is kind of holding him back. Like, dad, so he wants to live with his dad. So he calls his dad up. The scene is horrible. When he comes, at dad. Well, it's when, it's when Keanu moves in. And he yep. says, you know what, mom? The house is getting kind of full. Maybe I can call dad. Maybe I can go stay with him. He's got a bigger house. Oh, my goodness. That scene is rugged. Dude, rough, dude. And he won't talk, talk to about him. good acting. Holy shit. He wow. got me. He dude. got me for and a what's second. what's great is you have Keanu Reeves playing the daughter's the husband. doofus the husband. Boyfriend husband. Like, like the um, quintessential douchebag. She always calls him that Todd. Every time she says. Yes, that Todd. <laughs> Why do I got to say that Todd? But you'll find, you'll find, you go to college, you'll find somebody a lot better than that Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy right. is. Your mom hates me. <laughs> in the cast of all that, they become a family. They become, Dude. like, Todd ends up help because Joaquin just needs someone to tell him, listen, he needs a, what, you, what, uh, you, what um, you're going through. He doesn't even need a, a father figure as, as much as he needs a male figure. Any man to tell him because he has. What's his, him and his, his sister and his mom? We talk about his first stinking erection. He doesn't know what to do. He goes, he got his first boner. You know what that is? <laughs> if memory serves correct. <laughs> she's so cool. She's, but she's raising a kid by herself, yeah. and it's brutal, dude. And you see that. Apparently, he's going for a world record. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. And, dude, I, we, we had a single mom. We, we started going through puberty and that stuff. It was, dude, it was the most scary. This is, this is why we do this damn podcast. We learn about sex from the damn movies. Dude, it's We didn't ask nobody about shit. Just watch the movies like, okay, 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 this is what's happening. Dude, it, you, so I'm at, you're on your own. You're on your own. For real. <laughs> trying to learn. And mom trying to be, you and know. the worst people to teach you about this is it, uncles. It's like, it's like Mexican uncles or older cousins <laughs> and shit. Man, I, I got memories of just horrific things that they say to me drunk. Dude, and people telling you the wrong things to be funny and you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> just like Philip Seymour on Along K. Polly. Give her a little smack on the butt. And he's, uh, then he does it, and she, like, gives him his look. And then later on, he says, yeah, so I tried that. No, she wasn't really into it. Some girls aren't, man. <laughs> it's like, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, speaking um, the story is strong. The, the, the arcs, like, her arc, she pulls her family together, and they make it. Like, they are probably the most chaotic family. At the end, though, they're all together. I love how she's like, it's, I just can't handle it. It's just too crazy. She's like, this is marriage. Now get up there with yeah, your husband. Get your ass up there in that truck. That was, and, 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 and the kid looks and sees that, and he's like, that was really cool. That was all he loved. Yeah. He, he, when, when he says when Todd leaves, he goes, what is it the women in this family that make all the men in this family want to leave? Dude, you feel bad for her, dude, because she's got it coming from every angle. But she's holding the line for her kids, dude. Yeah. Even when she threw the daughter off, she's like, call me if you need anything. She's 
she says the line. The line always like, you walk out the door right now, you're never coming back. But you can't do that. No, you cannot. But did you hear the way she runs out? I'm sorry. Even, even when she comes back for a split second, she becomes a little girl with her mom again. Yeah. We're talking about ice cream and all that. She becomes a little, her daughter again. And Todd shows up. <laughs> Todd is amazing. Dude, Todd has the line of the movie. He's got the scene of the movie where he goes where all, all of the, the, I mean, guys like us. The joking, the, the being jovial. You're, you're, you, you have to be a certain way because, like, you got a lot of shit in you. And he even stops acting like Todd for a second because she's talking about how, you know, every boy needs a man, yes. a father figure in their life. And he goes, well, not just any. You know, I had one in my life. And he used to wake me up by flicking cigarettes. lit cigarettes at my forehead. And he'd say, get up and make me breakfast. And he's like, you know, dogging him out and talking about shit. Then he goes in this whole thing about, you need, you need a license to, to own catch a, a gun? fish. Yeah, to catch own a, a fish. Own a gun. To have a dog. But don't let any, what is it? A-hole. Yeah. Have a, have a kid. And then, like, he, like, it gets so real, and then he does a, oh. He's got to <laughs> shake it off. And then yeah. he turns into a dumbass Todd again, dude. And you're like, whoa. And, and, and in that moment, she's like, holy shit. It's a, it's, this guy. Even when she says, Todd, thank you. And he's like, oh. And just leaves. He doesn't know how to handle it, dude. Great cast. Great stories. And you know what? This is family. Yeah. So let's is. go in and raise this. Uh, first. Hold on. We got two other. Oh, yeah. We talked about Rick Moranis. We got Rick Moranis. Yep. Did we talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we didn't cover everybody. Dude. But Larry does learn. He takes cool under his wing. It's awesome, man. The dad takes takes the grandson, man. Frank does. We're talking oh, about Larry. Larry doesn't learn a thing. Larry's a dog. Yeah, dog ass bitch. Now, um, if you want to support the work here at uh, Pot, Red Rum Theater. At Podcast Red Rum. <laughs> Listen, if you want to support the work at Red Rum, we put out a show every week. We're late a week the day this week it happens. What are you going to do? Tony's on vacation in Texas, living the dream, drinking the big red, eating the beans and tortillas. Dude, eating too much. Dude. Barbecue for days. Dude, is grandma's tortillas the best tortillas on the planet? I mean, I don't know why you got to say them like that, but yes, they are, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the tortillas are thick, You're dude. You're like Henry, dude. <laughs> everything. Everything dude. down there is amazing. Like... Our aunt Arlene and Uncle Jesse showed up. They had a fish. They had a stinking fish and shrimp fry on Saturday. Oh my goodness, dude! They had a deep fryer right there on the property, right there, dude. And then the day they got there, fried chicken and chicken wing fry, deep fry. It was just like, come on, dude! Too much food. It's just so good. <laughs> like today, I got home after ten days of eating like a stinking flounder, like a king. You like a king for ten days solid. Like I mean, what are those parties you used to talk about? The kings used to, the, the, the fat Oh, the gags. vomitoriums. Vomitoriums, where you'd eat so much, you just throw up, and then you have to eat again. That's what I felt like, dude. <laughs> I got home today, unpacked, ate some ramen noodles, had a little busted ass chicken breast. I was like, man, it feels good to be home. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Drank some Kool-Aid. Oh, shoot, dude. Blue or red? Uh, red. When I round the red, I go to purple. Oh, you're a purple guy. Believe that. I don't do blue no more, unless it's the blue raspberry. Here's a story for you, dude. When I was, a, when I was in college, we used to do this uh, prank on the, um, on the janitors. We'd take some of that. Remember that old clear, the clear raspberry yeah. Kool-Aid? Put that in the toilets, and you mix it up. And it was so cold in winter that the, the, it would gelate in the bowl, the, the jello would. 
And so people go in the morning to get a leak. It's just you're just, disgusting. <laughs> just sit on the top of the You're gym. so disgusting. Our face just sat down to get dumped, dude. It would just go all on top. You're of the so gym. disgusting, dude. <laughs> You guys are so dumb. And Jenna's had to come up and I'm picturing break the, the jello no, out. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. You guys were horrible. Dude, we were bad, man. <laughs> oh, shoot. Wow. But, listen, if you love what we do here at the Red Rum Theater and you want to be a part of it, we have a thing called, you can go to patreon.com slash redrumtheatray. And you can give us, you sign up to be a uh, patron of the show. That's if you give a dollar an episode. Give me the money, Lebowski. <laughs> if you give a dollar an episode, you become a patron and get all the rewards that brings. If you want to give more, you can get more rewards. Now, we've given you a taste. We've let people join the writer's room a few months in a row, but it's getting closed up only for patrons. If you want to be a part of all the live stuff we do, what extra, extra content. Um, January 2018th is just for patrons. Legit. That's when we're starting it. So become a patron. Help make our show better. We're $75 raised so far per month. We do 100 bucks a month. Tony gets his brand new drop machine. Give me the money, Lebowski. He's gonna have but all these great movie I'll lines. Have a couple thousand on there. And he'll just drop lines. It'll be great, dude. It'll, Even if it doesn't fit, it'll be hilarious. It's, it'll be great, dude. It'll be great. Um, so if you wanna pledge, there's rewards. Go to patreon.com slash theater and help I'm even us. We're gonna put drops from TV shows. Like it'll be great. Like, uh, Full House, Rush, Owl, oh, Renegade. It's coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> Oh my God! We gotta do that. Super sounds of the seventies. From from Reservoir Dogs. Oh. This is K. Billy. Super sounds of the seventies. That's the, the best. the seventies keep on trucking. That's the best. Yes. Put one of those drops on there, dude. Oh man, it's a funny crap. You under arrest, sugar. <laughs> Get him. You're a very fine actor, Mr. Richie. <laughs> Don't just stand there. Shoot him. <laughs> Get him. <Get> <laughs> <'em. laughs> oh, shoot, dude. Where the f*** did he come from? <laughs> I don't know. He disappeared on the hood. Well, don't just stand there. Shoot him. <laughs> okay. If you want some free swag, name that movie. What movie did we just do for the last minute? What, yeah. what movie is that? If you can name it, free swag for you. Just message us on Facebook or Twitter. So, raised us. I'll say raised us wrong for me. This, this literally, this, there's one line of this movie been in my brain my entire life. Like my whole life. This, Steve Martin's words were rattling around inside of there, and I always lived by them. When Steve Martin is told his kid needs to go to special education school, he won't have it. He gets all mad about like oh, private school, private tutoring. And they're like, why, why, are you, why are you so against this? He goes, listen. He goes, kids are cruel. And they won't let him live this down. And the look on his face and the way he said that line, it, got, it, got, it, got, uh, it infested my brain. And my whole life I thought to myself, kids are cruel. And I can't they give them really a reason. Are, though. I can't give them a reason to get me. And so I lived in fear of kids a lot of my life. I was afraid I can't let them see me bleed. Like, dude, a kid crying in front of the other kids in school is my nightmare. I never cry in front of the kids at school, dude. This is my nightmare. I took some beatings at school. Yeah, I got did. in trouble at school. But I would cry at home because I knew if I cry here, 
they're going to get me twice as bad tomorrow. You don't let them see. And so I lived in fear. I thought everyone's a monster. Everyone's going to get me. Everyone's going to hurt me. There's that new movie out called Wonder right now about bullying. Junior Roberts is in the movie. The Sun. I don't even want to watch it. I can't watch it. I won't watch it. There's some kid. Remember, remember when we were kids, dude? We had a kid play football with us, and he had a tumor on one of his arms. He had a tumor that made one of his arms useless. We played football out uh, in Flint, right? Right at uh, what school did you go to? Was that Williams? Williams. Williams. We played in that field. The cooks Ooh. would come. I don't know what his name was. Not Speedy Gonzalez. Not him. But uh, he was a kid, so he'd catch with one hand, run with one hand, but he had one arm that couldn't really use because his tumor made his arm unusable. And kids used to dog about having a tumor. That's how brutal the kids are, dude. They're bad, dude. Like, you know if a kid had a disfigured uh, uh, face, people would wreck them. Like, that's how bad, that's how mean kids are. Doesn't matter if it's like a disease. Doesn't matter if you got hit by a car. They're coming at you. Yeah. Whether you're too short, too tall, too thin, too fat. Your shoes are too nice or not nice enough. They're going to get you for something. And dude, I was at a party where somebody, uh, I had a bunch of friends ripping on this guy that was ripped. Like, it was, it took care of his body. It was in really good shape. Just, and it was like, holy shit. We really can't do anything. <laughs> you talked about being too strong? Yeah. Jeez, dude. So as a kid, I lived, I, my, I tell my son this all the time, never let them see you bleed. And that's, I, I feel bad that I'm that way, but this movie taught me that. Kids are cool. Don't give them a reason to go after you. Man, when he loses his retainer, dude, and everybody's looking like, what the hell? It's, dude. It's so, oh. He's so high strung. Yeah, he's just the, that's the first time we've really seen anxiety. In a movie like that. Man. It, it, it's, but that, that, that line, my whole life I lived afraid of the kids turning on me. i always afraid of it, dude. Always afraid. Even my friends, what are they going to turn on me because I'm not cool enough anymore? And, that, and it took me a long time to get past that crap. Like nowadays, I don't give a rip what people think, dude. Like, let them, let them riot. That's what I always say. Let them riot, dude. It, life's too short to be, you live your life afraid of what everyone else thinks. Probably when we first moved to Waterford and we were still on welfare. Holy. Talk about McGee. Oh. I had friends see me paying for food, with food stamps at Myers, dude, and it's like, oh, my It's God. the worst. Food stamps, dude. Like, Not the card. No, no stamps. And what's crazy almost. is the card nowadays, no one even, no one's even feels bad about dude, it. Dude, the card looks like, um, what bank? TC, TF, TCF Bank. It's like orange. It's a credit card. Bloop. They don't give a shit. There's a kid though. You had that little coupon book, one five ten, dude. Yep. Green, brown. Oh, yeah, it's like, hey, everybody, look at this shit. I don't have real money. <laughs> so, <laughs> dad, that was the worst. <laughs> Raise right, one time we take dollars, buy milk, and then we get the quarter and play Street Fighter Two. Legit, dude. Or get a dollar and play buy a John Rancher each. John Rancher sticks. Or we get, oh, man, the John Rancher sticks. Or they don't we make get, those anymore? Do we, we make those anymore? I don't know, but those we are, get the uh, quarterbacks and funnies, too. Nice. Those were badass. Dude, and you said, oh, man, there's all kinds of weird candy they have up there. They had, like, Charleston Chew. There's, like, three flavors. There was the pink. There was the yellow package, the pink Charleston package. Charleston sweet. Um, what is it, Black Cow or something? <gasps> Black Cow! There's a bunch of ghetto-ass candies. Those were candies. awesome, yeah, dude. Yeah. At the Ken Ross Co-op, dude. Me and Pete Johnson were talking about the Ken Ross Co-op. That's we're on the phone the other day. Places rural, dude, in the middle it, of nowhere. Still, there still ain't shit there, dude. I know. Went to that busted ass church up there too. Was it First Baptist? <laughs> I looked it up, dude. It's, it's it's empty now. There's no church meeting there. Dang. It's all empty. That's crazy. But uh, now Tony, you've raised this right in a good way. What do you got? Raise this right. Okay, especially just getting back from vacation. Legit. No matter how different 
and how crazy or dysfunctional how dysfunctional family's family man and that's it you have one family dude the last scene of the movie you, you think you think is it is it is it the daughter having the baby it's hot in the daughter you know uh, Keanu Reeves and his daughter is it Steve Martin Steve Martin having the baby it's not it's stinking the single mom because she finds someone who uh, I, she, it's, I'm, she I'm happy for found a biology teacher that's a nice guy it gonna treat her right you know who he reminded me of who the dad on Encino man yes he, he did the same demeanor same yep. mustache. And, dude, his look at his face when the baby, he's so happy as a dad. I know, dude. And, and then he's hugging Joaquin, And dude. you see the entire family there. Everyone has Everybody's their babies. Everybody's kissing and hugging, dude. That's how I was this whole like, grandma's, dude. Everybody kissing, hugging, dude. Telling everybody, everybody telling each other they love you. It's, a, it's an amazing thing, dude. Everyone complains about Thanksgiving so much. I'm like, dude, this is your family. Like, I... I we have family. We the have family. The only reason I was pissed about this Thanksgiving was there was people missing. Right. It was the best Thanksgiving ever, and there was just like mom wasn't there, you weren't there, the kids, Ange, Jesus wasn't there. I mean, it was just, it was, man, the only thing that would have made it better is more family being there. Man, people are stupid, and they take stuff for granted. And you know what? We have, in our family, we have riffs sometimes. People get what? mad. Oh, my people goodness. You get mad, but you know what? We come back together because we're family. I mean, it's it's a crazy thing, man. Um, but this this movie, man, it shows every family in the movie. No one's perfect. Every family's a mess. Like my in my home, I have pretty well behaved kids. My kids are pretty awesome. And one thing they do really bad is they're they're bad eaters. They don't eat. They, they're picky. They don't eat food they're like you, Tony, when you were a kid. When I was a kid, shit. <laughs> I mean, right now, dude. Like, and I. I go to someone's house and the kids are good eaters. I'm like, their kids are better than my kids. But that's, you can't compare yourself to everyone else's kids. Every kid is different, their own troubles, their own things. Um, and this movie helps you see every family has their own dysfunction. Love what you got. And there you go. There you go. Family's badass, man. I ain't going to lie. Dude. Um, that's why I'm so scared of the movie Coco. I'm scared of seeing it. Um, dude, it's going to slay you. It's going to slay you, dude. It's so good, and it's so heartwarming. Like, you're going to cry because it's sad, and then you're going to cry because it's amazing. Like, you, you'll get so excited, and you get so sad. It's everything. I love crying because of beauty. Like, so it happened, like the, only time, um, the last movie that got me bad was the movie Crash. Because you feel like the Holy movie's going to... shit. The movie's going to blow up and be... And dude, it's not. when you think Michael Pena gets shot, I died. And when it's, when he's alive, that's, uh, all that hurt and made it joy. And you remember. I just. You remember he bought the special bullets. But these are, it's okay. Dude, it was, it, I, I think I cried like a little baby that scene, dude. Yeah. We were, it was, it was, you get a girl over then. I was like, I was crying right in front of your girlfriend. I didn't even care, dude. No, that was. Is that my basement in the Waterford house? Early Waterford house. It was a water, one of the Waterford houses. The one by the church, by Shepherd Fellowship. We're really? in that basement watching that. With, and you thought you, brought a, I thought you brought a girl over for that movie. Maybe you didn't. The only girl I brought over to watch a movie with us that was sad was Sarah when we watched the other F word. Other F word. Both these Oh, wrecked. You wrecked me when you came home from seeing Texas. About the fishing story you told with little Johnny. I was like, yeah, dude, oh, yeah, teary up driving. Yeah. Oh. I was f***ed up. But uh, 
family, if you're out there listening right now and you're driving, you're walking, you're running, you're working out, you're just sitting, in your, you're just sitting at home clean, doing dishes, and there's someone in your family you've talked to in a year, six months, they're mad at them for some reason, I'd encourage you. Think about, it's like the old man at home alone, man. Think about reaching out, oh. dude. Think about reaching out and building that bridge because, man, dying with that crap on you isn't awesome, dude. Well, didn't he have a riff with his son? Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Fathers and sons, brothers man. and sisters, brothers and brothers. How many times a funeral where the kids are just a wreck because they never made peace? Ne- I, I've buried so many dads and the, the sons weep because they never made it right with their dad. Dude. And they, they, they're trying to make it right there, but he's gone. It's over. Oh, I can't even imagine how bad Coco's going to f*** you, dude. <laughs> okay. That's gonna... literally my favorite movie right now. So, next week, we come into December. On the docket today. <laughs> uh, ha. We are watching a good old scary movie. It's going to be badass. It's a Peter Jackson directed, Michael J. Fox starring. And Jake Busey. Jake Busey, we're watching The Frighteners. It's going to be amazing. So get some popcorn. Put your buckets up tight get around some, you. Uh, get some uh, of our favorite popcorn. Get some Pop Daddy popcorn from Kroger. And enjoy, enjoy a scary movie. It's not super scary, but it's a, it'll get you a little it's bit. It's intense. It's intense. It's really fun. It's a really, it, it's fun. It's funny. It's a good story, dude. I like when they last still like that. <laughs> She was so young and beautiful. It's a great movie. <laughs> dude, it really is. Quoted all the time. <laughs> all the time, dude. Oh, man. So next week we're watching um, The Frighteners. So go ahead and rent it, watch it, and we'll be back here. Because uh, um, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Rum Theater. Stop.